Hey guys, welcome back to the show. I'm Parker Imerl, and this is The Conversation Station. Today, we have an amazing guest. We have a man by the name of Andrew Donegan. Andrew is a visionary in the financial services industry, known for his unwavering commitment to his clients. He approaches his work with empathy and a deep understanding of the importance of people's financial futures. Andrew's approach is characterized by his transparency, accessibility, and a focus on providing value solutions for his clients. His passion for financial services is evident in his wide range of services that he offers and his dedication to helping people achieve their financial goals. Welcome on, Andrew. <laughs> hey, Parker. How you doing, man? I'm great. How are you? I'm, I'm doing well. Thank you. Thank you so much for, uh, you know, having me. I really appreciate it. It's kind of, course. I find it's kind of, it's, it's kind of nice. I remember <laughs> watching you and putting you in a box, running around at your parents' house. Oh like, yeah. You, almost, almost a decade ago. Right. So it's, uh, it's really cool that to see you doing this. And I think it's, um, I think it's really awesome. I think you're well suited for it and you do a fantastic job. So I'm excited to be here. Thank you. Thank you. I remember that one time. I think it was the first time you ever babysat us and you brought over something that would run electricity through our fingers. Yeah. That was, that was just first impressions. I wasn't, yeah, I wasn't built for babysitting. I wasn't. Hey, I mean, you've always been our, one of our family's favorite of the people that came through to babysit us. Yeah. I was just like, how do I entertain these little kids? I was like, all right, I'm having fun with this. Let's just see if I can electrocute them too. <laughs> Dude, oh my God, that was, it was amazing. It was a good time. Or I shot your brother in the eye with the dart. And I was like, oh Damn. yeah. <laughs> um, oh man. Those, as a da- I'm a little bit better as a dad than I am a babysitter. So well, just yeah, for your audience. I mean, I'm you, you've got to, um, you got to get, uh, well, because you you have to watch what happens to them in the future. You can't just uh, fail at babysitting them and then take off to Las yeah. Vegas. <laughs> yeah, it's just like here you go, here you go, Andrew and your kids are they they survived like yeah. So, but yeah, it's really nice to have it come full circle and just see just kind of watch you, um, you know, mature and grow into a man. Like it was really, it's really uh, it's really awesome. So I'm proud yeah. of you. Thank you so much. Um, I guess we could just start this off. Why don't you tell the audience a bit about yourself, you know, who you are, um, a little bit about uh, just, you know, your journey and how you've come to be who you are. Oh, wow. Um, so I guess I'll, you know, I'll start. My name's obviously you guys know my name. He did an amazing introduction. Um, my name's Andrew Donigan. I was originally from Folsom, El Dorado Hills, California. I currently reside here in Las Vegas, Sin City, Nevada. Um, I, I'm not going to say who I am is not what I do, but I'll start by getting, you know, the story into what I do because that very much kind of shifted me. And I think this is kind of come full circle as well, because your dad played a huge role in, you know, how my life, how my life turned out. Right. And so I'll start with that. Um, when I was early, early in college, when I was still playing college football, um, your dad gave me a book, right? We were in a network marketing company together. We were both doing well. And he gave me a book, right? It was called The Retirement Miracle. And I read that and it, it just completely shifted my whole frame of how I was thinking and what is possible because I was reading a concept that I had never heard about before. And then I shared it with my dad who is, you know, and he builds essentially rockets and missiles for the, you know, U.S. government. Right. And he's so I'd say he's a smart man and he had never heard of the topic either. 
right? So I came to this position in my life as a really, really young man. I was like 22 and I'm working at a hardware store and a network yeah. marketing company. And then um, I was also had a little landscape company and still playing sports. And I was like, no one knows about what's in this book, right? I'm yeah. like, how do I find a place where I can teach people how to do this? And I was terrible. I was absolutely atrocious at talking to people. I had, you know, my own little internal demons and dialogue that I had to battle as a young man, as we all do. And I just became so committed to sharing this idea, right? And then your dad provided me a place where I could do so and grow. It didn't really matter how long it took. It was really like, okay, my I'm still in school. I'm still in college. I have two degrees I'm finishing. This is what I had to do but I could slowly chip away at this vision. I, I could treat it just like I did like the gym or working out. I was like, this will take time to grow this. I don't need this to work right now, but I need to fully understand this concept if I want to teach someone, you know, these steps. Right. And I just slowly chipped away at it. I, I slowly chipped away at learning and learning about money, learning how it works, unprogramming the things I thought were real and what you're taught. Cause a lot of that is a bunch of crap. And then, you know, I looked years later, I just kind of was kind of over the Sacramento Fair Oaks area. Yeah. And I was like, I want something different. I want to put a bunch of stress on myself and see what, you know, that makes of me as a man. So I just threw the stuff in the back of my Audi and I moved to Vegas not knowing anybody. Right. So essentially out here working, doing everything I needed to do, meeting new people, being in uncomfortable situations. Um, I helped build a build a gym out here. We had a little little bit of a disagreement, right? Because he was trying to pay me like less than minimum wage to help him do all this stuff, and I'm like, I'm, that's not going to work. So moved out of there, and I essentially was sleeping in my car, showering at Lifetime, cash heavy, but I just didn't really have a place because I was always working. So I'm like, why would I spend? So I just, yeah. you know, slept in my car and showered at Lifetime for like a month or two. I was as I was dating uh, the mother of my kid, and what I realized is like that made me into a very like rigorous and like determined individual. Like I was like, okay, like this is like the universe testing me in a way. It's like, how, how much bigger can I get this? How much, you know, how more, how much more uncomfortable can I, can I make this situation? And what is it, what am I going to become from it? Right. And from there, my life just essentially went, went vertical coming to the, uh, the surrender point of like, okay, this is the situation I'm in. Yeah. I'm in a city I don't know anyone. I just know essentially my clients and then the girl I'm seeing. That's it. So how do I brand myself? I'm from a hip. I'm like I'm essentially a hippie from the mountain, the the foothills, the the foothills yeah. of Northern California, coming into the city of where everything goes. Right. So how do I brand myself in this place? And I just made it, you know, very very like a passion project. Like I'm going to show up in this city in a way that no one else does like authentic, genuine, transparent, all those, all those things that you said are something that are fundamentally rare here. Cause this is a city you come in, you come out. It's very transient. Right. Yeah. So I was like, this is a need that everyone has here. Everyone who can fog a mirror has this need of education for money. And it's a scary topic. So how come, what if I just become someone that is very approachable, very easy to talk to funny, when it comes to this and makes it easy to talk about this, I can start having life changing conversations. Right. So that's what I did. I posted myself there. I read, I studied and I just became the version of myself. I am now. And I'm just trying to do it every single day. 
but I didn't really focus on, oh, I just want to make money. It was not even, or I just want to like be this person. It was really when I shifted from, I can make a ton of money here, which you can, to I can serve a bunch of people. I can take it. I can help a bunch of families. I can do this. I can make a big impact is really where my life like totally, you know, totally shifted, right? Everything went up, everything went vertical. And that's, you know, kind of what I'm going after today. Always. It's like, who's in, whose life can I make an impact today? And the money is just what I do. It's not who I am. The, who I am is like, I love to serve. I love to take care of people. And sometimes that can be a downfall and a detriment, but I always like feel good. It's like, Hey, like I put my mask on first. I took care of me. So the best thing I can do is, you know, help someone do that for themselves. Right. I think Jim Rohn said, I'll take care of me for you. If you take yourself, if you take care of yourself for me. Right. Yeah. And then that's, you know, kind of something I, I live by. I, yeah, I totally agree with what you're saying. Um, I've seen that, you know, Rodney, um, work with, I yeah, very work well. with I him, Rodney. work with him a lot do a lot of stuff with him had him was meeting with met with him in roseville yesterday um and that's one thing he talks about and i've seen that as well when you stop focusing on the money and focus more on the people because the human side of things is the most important part of business because you don't have a business without people yeah it doesn't even matter right and that's what i like i'll, I'll tell people a lot of the stuff you can learn in finances you could just pick up a book you can pick up a book and read it right but it's just the what's going on with the humans internally. What's going on in your mind? What's what's Parker feeling today? What's you know what is all that? Right, that really matters the most, right? And I think people miss that. They're like, I just need to learn this one skill. I'm like, you won't 100%. have a business if you don't if you don't do it. And I, me and Rodney used to joke about this like a long time ago. It's like you might hear this expression like the A students will work for the C students kind of thing. Right. Yeah. And, yeah. and the B students kind of fall somewhere in the longest lines. It doesn't, that's not always necessarily a hundred percent true, but the reason that comes, you know, the reason that's a saying is a lot of the times those people are just so focused on that one finite thing. They're not getting the social aspect of life. We are a social organism. Yeah. And so these people who are excelling in the communication and the networking aspect will be given more opportunities than the people who didn't focus on the people. 100%. Right. They just yeah. focus on the, just the task, which is missing the whole point of life is we are a species of connection. We are an organ. We are a social organism. And so yeah. when you build this network, you build these things, that's a living, breathing thing. You have to feed like a human being, like the relationships in your life, like yeah. Rodney, myself, we have your, your dad, crazy big, like networks and we have to like feed and water it. But that is really what's ultimately more powerful than we, than the stuff we know in our heads. Absolutely. Is that community. That we build. Well, yeah, I think because they say that it's not about what you know, it's about who you know, but then they try to make it about what you know, but it's far yeah. it, the, to the degree of, it is far more important to know people because for me, it's like, I, I really like everything Rodney does. I want to go into that media space. And it's like, okay, if I didn't know him, I could watch videos, but I'm never going to get the amount of value from that that I am from being in person with Rodney, having a discussion with him. The The, the value you can learn from a person is way, it's it's astronomically higher than what you can learn reading a book because you get to see them talking about their practical application and you get to hear it face to face. Yeah. 
I, I'd say that like when I was in college, I had a business law professor who would only teach one class a week. And the rest of the days, he was practic- practicing attorney, right? And I was like, this is the best teacher I've ever had. Because it's like this work doesn't even matter. This is the practice. This is how you'd apply a lot of these things, right? And that's also why I had a weird like aversion to a lot of college because I'm like a lot of times – they're just sitting again for to be a doctor an engineer like you have to go to college like 100%. i get that i'm not going to knock college in any way but let's say for business like some of the practical application is you have to see someone do it you need a mentor you need someone to learn it's like okay i have this skill how are they applying it to yeah. the the market i can just know something but not know the market and how to get it out there and it doesn't matter like you can know everything about it so it's that that knowing of a person or knowing a mentor, like for example, you and Rodney, that is the most acceleration you're going to put on your your growth, right? Absolutely. It's just like this person, I can, he's teaching me, I can duplicate what I like, I can now have a soundboard for what I'm doing. It's 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 the most beneficial thing you can do for your success. And here's the thing: when you find someone like that they're going to want to see you win, right? It's going to make them feel good. It's like, Hey, I'm helping this person get to where they're at. There's enough on the table to have everyone win. Again, people are going to be like, Oh my God, like being a scarcity mindset, don't deal with those people. But the good ones are going to be like, I want to see Parker win. I want to see him get to where he's at. Cause it's all, you know, the Absolutely. rising tide rises all ships. You know what I mean? So it's, it's Ronnie's definitely like that. So I know for a oh, fact. Oh yeah. A hundred percent. Um, and what he likes to stress is humans, humans over, over capital. Cause a lot of people mm. like to focus on the capital, but they completely forget about the human side of things. And yet if I were yet, I know people that I could call up right now oh, if I needed to and get plenty of capital. If I had to, I could make that. I, you, you use your network, but like people, yeah. people prioritize that capital, but the humans is so much more important purely because of the fact that when you have a network, then when you go to get the capital, your market is already there. Yes, yes. You've built you built your you built your audience to essentially potentially sell or give or share whatever you have. You built it, yeah. right? You built that following. You built that influence, right? That's why people like. As much as like, I think it's funny. Like, you can have people who are like influencers, right? There's some of them who are just like an object or like whatever. But there's some people who actively engage in that community, right? So then, whatever they can sell like a cantaloupe to like a million people, right? It doesn't. It doesn't even matter, right? Yeah. It's because they've created that space, and that's really the most important thing. It is the social, the social currency. Right, hundred percent. It sounds very, very Chinese, right? So social, social, you know, social tax credit, but it's that social power is is so important, and I think it's not stressed upon, right? It's just kind of like looked over. We just live our everyday lives, and maybe it's because myself and Rodney, and then your your upbringing, right? We were like from the network marketing space, like we're just like relationships are everything, right? But yeah. It, a life without a life without relationships is dull. It's it's. One hundred percent. I would, I'd give away all the money I've had. I'd go like, ever had, ever made, to yeah. save the relationships I have. It doesn't it doesn't matter because you can make these. You can always you can make, make money a ton back. Of money. 
Yes. I can't make people back. I can't make I can't redo the experiences I had growing up. I can't redo the memories I had with like Nick. I can't redo some of the things I've had the experiences I've had with your dad. I can't redo those experiences with Rodney or yourself. Like I can't remake that. I can't there's no amount. So it's just like everything else can be redone, but people can't. So we have this yeah. finite amount of time to experience this. So why do we focus on just the attainment of something that's that's arbitrating a lot? That's yes, yes. I mean, and so it's interesting. I'm teaching people about that. I'm teaching people about how to acquire and maintain this arbitrary thing that we place so much value on. But in the process of doing that, I'm like, if you get this out of the way, you actually get to focus on the things that are really important. Yeah. Right. Which is the people around you, which is the ultimate goal. Like I love money, but I'm not like obsessed with the, like, it's not my only goal in life. I love money for what it can do for other people. Money is just a means. Money is a means. It's to just an a, end. It's just a means. It's just a means. Right. But I get to have these conversations, these intimate conversations with people and say they essentially when you're talking about their money, it's like for some people, the most vulnerable they're going to be. So they're sharing experiences about their life whatever it is and they're confiding in me and then you're just like you get to really be a soundboard for them be like hey like what about this or what about this even though that's not what they're you know they have you there for sometimes it's what they ask for right so just to be a a well-rounded individual to you realize like i'm now serving this person is not just hey what are you going to do with your money but they're asking me for advice for like a girlfriend or like a wife or like what do I do? I'm just like, what? Right. Yeah. And it, it's, it's very interesting. So the service just goes, it's like a full spectrum of things that you're able to do. And you have to have lived a life to be able to offer that to people. Yeah. If I just knew about one thing, I would be, you know, a square, no offense to anyone who is, but it's, <laughs> I wouldn't be able to, you know, have these dynamic conversations. I wouldn't be able to be like, Oh, Hey, like, you know, what do you think about this? I'm like, well, I experienced that on like plant medicine or whatever. You're not able to do all these things, right? So I just think being balanced and focusing on things outside of money is absolutely. Is really and I think that like a big thing is people think of um, when people think of currency, they think of money, but time is the most valuable currency there is because there is sure. a finite amount of of it, and you can never get back what you spend. You can't earn back more time. Correct. I, I can't. I was having this. Yeah. I was sorry, bro. I didn't mean to interrupt you. So I was having this conversation yesterday with a, um, with a friend of mine. I was like, they're in, they're in a situation, right? They're in, let's say a relation, they're in, they're in a relationship. And I'm like, you only have a finite amount of time, right? For you as a young man, like I was like, you can either make a decision and stick with the pain of, the, of that decision or sit in a place of uncertainty, which is even worse. Yeah. Right. Cause you're just giving up that time. You're in inaction. You're not moving forward and you're working the things outside you're taking away from the family or you can just make a decision because one, you're going to have to deal with the pain of like, okay, I made a decision I'm doing with that. The other one is uncertainty. You're both going to spend time on both, which is the more productive of the two of the two uses of time. The emotions are going to be the emotions, but can I get less emotions, more productive use at this time? Is it taking away from other people? Is it taking away from other people's time? So it was literally a time currency conversation, and that's how I had to frame it. 
for him to do that. I'm like, we can't spend here all day moping like, oh my god, my girlfriend broke up with me, or I don't know what the fuck's going on. Excuse me, but yeah, because we don't have the time for that. Yeah, right? no, you don't. You don't have the time for something like that. I think that's one of those things where when um when adversity comes around, it's how you handle it that defines who you are. So when something mm. like that happens, being able to get right back up, maybe not right back up, but quickly move on, move on and move on to the next project, next, whatever it is, whatever adversity struck, being able to just get, keep going. I think that that is so incredibly important. I think that's huge. And it's like you said, it doesn't have to be instantaneous, but it's like, okay, realize what, what responsibility do I have to take that created this position that I'm in? And then just get up and move forward, not like sit there and sulk and, you know what I mean? Have your day, have your, have your days of long shower, right? You know, don't, but you don't need to be there every single day. It doesn't serve you. It's going to take away from, it's going to take away from you. It's going to take away from the people around you. You know what I mean? You never know. What did I, God, I remember this is one of the biggest thing your dad ever said to me. He's like, go into the, go into the gas station, Andrew, and pay for your gas. I was like, what? Why? Right? Again, in some locations, don't do this, right? <laughs> but most of the time, go in, again, where, where, where we grew up, right? Go, go in and pay for your gas. He's like, why? Because the gift of you talking to someone in there is more impactful. You know, you don't know how far that leads. Or maybe it takes like an extra one minute out of your day, but you don't know who you're going to run into if you're open-minded to like, just impact someone that day. Yeah. I was like, damn, like that's, that's true. Like, yeah. what, what if I just say, Hey, look, what if I walked in there and just told like the lady who takes the, takes my card for gas 20 on 20 on five. I'm like, Hey, you, I hope you have an amazing day today. Like, thank you for being fast or like whatever. I bet you, she doesn't hear that in 10 years, you know? And yeah. so it's just like, what I was like, that damn, this goes a long way. How do I apply this in other areas of my life? Like, and so this is a little tiny things. That's how you grew through your network. That's how your, you know, that's how your dad grew this, this monster of a network is by these little tiny, these little tiny things. Right. So I was like, this is a skill that's going to fundamentally be a core value in me. It's like, I want to be present with how these people feel or how, whoever, whoever I'm showing up to needs to get all of me in that space. Right. Not be trying to like do two things, waste a bunch of time. Cause that little one minute investment of time, like you said, could have changed the whole aspect of how the other, those other people are Absolutely. feeling. Absolutely. I mean, like, right. I think being able to focus in on whatever you're doing is that's another thing that's so important because when you're everywhere, you're nowhere. It's like yep. if, I, if I'm working on Project X, Y, and Z at the same time, I'm not getting anything done for any of them. But if I am able to, to create a system, and make and break it down to the simplest level so I can focus on one thing at a time. I'm going to get everything done faster and and just in the end build out a better version of whatever I'm trying to build. Yeah. It's like the jack of all trades is the master of none kind of kind of saying. Well, the jack of all trades is a master of none but but oftentimes better than a master of one is the full saying, which a lot of yeah. people leave out but i well i also think that you can be a jack of all trades but being a knowing how to do a ton of things is very it's different important. from doing them all at the same time there it is 
because that's it, true. But yeah. uh, and that's and that's and that's where I, I'm in 100% agreement in, in that. It's like it's like you were trying to. If you have a good network, I could rather I would rather delegate this project and say I know how to do it. Let's just say for production, I'd rather send it to you or Rodney versus me trying to figure it out. Right? Yeah. Why? Why do that? Right? I have people who are better than me at this who enjoy doing it. Why would I not? Right? 100%. So sure, I might have a little idea of how to do it, but I'm, it is a, not a proper investment of my time. Yeah. To do that. Yeah. I'd- right. It's it's quite interesting because I, I, yeah, just also, yeah, sticking to what you're good at, not even just not sticking to it because that sounds like don't try anything new. But like if you know people that are better at it than you, utilize your network. If you have a network and you don't utilize it, your network is completely worthless. It's it's dumb. It's It has no it, – it's a compliment for someone to be like, hey, can you do this for me? You're better at it. Yeah. Right? Is there any way I can compensate you for it? Right? I'd rather have you do this than me. That's that is a huge compliment you're giving to other people. 100%. Like there's this thing like I have to be independent. I have to do these things like No, you don't. Go live in a mountain somewhere. You don't. If you if you want to truly be be one of those people, go live off the grid. Go like build a self-sustaining life, right? And realize this is not what you truly want. <laughs> Is really it's really not. Again, there are people like that. There are I want a bunker and a fallout that, but- shelter. I'm that guy, right? But it's you need to utilize your network. You, I don't know how someone would even become successful or or a socialite without communication in that network and the delegation yeah. of like, hey, can you do this or whatever? Like, hey. <laughs> perfect example andrew we need a babysitter i was like uh i got toys to electrocute your kids <laughs> like that's fine <laughs> right like it's so it's we it's it's that's the use that uh, that is a use of network as silly as that is like i can't have this ex- we can't have this experience if you know we yeah. don't let this this buck dude electrocute our kids like you know what i mean like it's that is the use of the network so it's fundamentally it's it's wild but even on the smallest scale like we're doing it every single day yeah we're doing it every single day andrew donnegan helping out friends and electrocuting their kids electrocuting their kids i mean damn it hasn't damaged me too much i can still i mean i yeah it might it might have sparked something in there i don't know i mean yeah it was fun i mean it was it was a good time, dude. Yeah, I don't even remember what that was. I it was like a little Vandy Graph generator. I'm not sure what. I don't it remember. Was. It was just uh, like a little black box with two metal contacts on it and a dial. Oh, okay. The little like uh, the taser. Okay, yeah. So I'll tell your audience what it was, right? So I, I'm a mischievous individual, and I was growing up, right. <laughs> And um, I built this box, right? It's this plastic box with a dial and then a couple nine volt batteries in there in series. And then you you're supposed to use pennies, but that's dumb because there's other metals in there that it doesn't make it as conductive. So I took copper rivets, I cut them and I sanded them and I put them in there and I wired them to the batteries in series. And I had a little switch, and then you could turn it up. And if you turn it up to the maximum you wouldn't be able to put your hand move it'd be really hard for you to move your hand off the thing and it'd be continuously 
shocking to you. Um, and I made that when I was at, at the hard, little hardware store I was working at um, for no purpose other than for just chaos. So, yeah, I mean, why not? <laughs> and I would put it, I'd put it at the check stand or whatever, and people would be like, what's this? And I said, you know, this is what it is, right? And it's just a little game just to see. You know, and people would have fun. People, you guys had a blast with it, right? It's like, I want to see yeah. if I can hold it on for 10 seconds. Again, I'm not like tasering people, tasering people, but um, I just built it for this to, to watch people have the entertainment of like, it's weird, where is this? They're enta- entertaining themselves by causing themselves pain, right? And it's sparking that internal like competition. Like, I remember like, I can do this. I can hold it for like 10 seconds and you couldn't. Right. Yeah. And just watching that, that spark in people and saying like, Oh, this is hard. Let me get up from this adversity and let me try it again. I guess for me has always been something I've, I've gone after and and was seeking because I would create (laughs) devices and things and challenges for people to do that would make them do that. And so I guess looking back, that's kind of why. And also because I like the chaos, but um yeah that's what it was cool yeah. little machine i think i have it at my house somewhere that's or my mom probably threw the chaos box away but oh sad if she threw it away that's sad that that it's the chaos box how can you throw away the chaos box i remember I though we, we would try to hold it on for like 10 seconds and we couldn't but then you'd just walk up and just just do it for like 20 seconds or something crazy <laughs> I can only do that with my right hand and the left hand. I have like metal from like some being me being yeah. a little juvenile. I have metal in my hand. And so my, my pointer finger would get really, really stiff. And like, cause it has like, it's extra, like it's all like jointed weird. So I can like bend it up and do all sorts of crazy yeah. stuff. It get really stiff. So I couldn't hold on to it. Um, I don't know. I, I just, it's a lot of fun. And I yeah. just, I remember that. Yeah, that, that was awesome. I want to move into uh, to uh, the the realm of your 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 expertise that you are an expert enough that Yahoo wrote an article about you. First off, that was pretty cool. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Okay. Um, but but um, I want but I wanted to ask you a question. I wanted to say, uh, what do you think? How how would how do you go about setting up? Um, how do you go about creating a positive financial future for yourself? Oh, for me, or, or or if 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 someone came to you saying, "I want to build a financial, I I need to get ready so that when in the future, I I don't know how to properly phrase this question." Yeah, no, I, I get what you're saying. How would how would I go about moving forward if I wanted to build a positive financial future? What are the steps, right? Because yeah. a lot of times, like there's things I offer and there's things that we do, and sometimes I'll tell, I'm like, you guys, you should do X, Y, and Z before we even have this conversation, right? So you have an exorbitant amount of debt. Maybe you're just like, you have all these habits, right? That are getting in the way of you even putting away money for yourself, right? Yeah. I can't work with zero, right? So a lot of, a lot of times, really the first step is you do like a needs analysis for the individual. Like what is their inputs? What's their output? What does it look like? What are they spending, right? And we have like a sheet they fill out. And sometimes when you fill out the sheet, if you're really like self-aware, you're looking at it, it's like, why is this guy spending so much money here? And that's, a, that's an opportunity to really like get deep with some, with somebody yeah. and like and have that authentic conversation when you're just like, mm, okay, 
Like, what's going on here, bud? Yeah. Why are you spending a thousand dollars a month like, on why, takeout? Yeah. What? Like, why? That that's that's a thousand dollars of Chick Fil A, bro. Like, what? Like, what's <laughs> like what's what's going on? You're eating more food than me. That's not possible. Right. <laughs> and you really get to know kind of their situation. Now, if all those things are in line, there's really a few a few things you know that you can do. It's really about what are your goals? How long do you want to work? Um, and how much are you willing to put away? You know, what, how, how much, you yeah. know, what's that future look like for you? Right. And if you're, are you willing to cut out these things? So let's say going out twice, you know, five times a month. What if you made it, you know, three, that extra savings of $300 or whatever over 20 years, that adds up to that goal pretty quick. But are yeah. you disciplined enough? So it's a lot of times it's starting people baby steps. Like, what does this look like? It's like if I throw someone into the gym, if I brought you into the gym and say, hey, we're going to do exactly my workout at the same exact weight. Yeah, I'm going to die. It's not going to happen. You're actually, you're, you're actually physically might die, right? So I was like, this doesn't, this doesn't make sense. So, but when it comes to the financial discipline on that end, it's the same thing. You got to treat the people like, like they're little. Right. So the first step in what we do is yeah. when someone comes and asks a question is you essentially you teach them. We'll do like a financial workshop. And then after that, it's like, hey, did you have questions? Where are you at? We do the needs analysis and then you kind of take them through. So it's like elementary school all the way to, you know, the Ph.D. level if they want if they want to go that way. Right. Depending on net worth and different things. We can have their retirement financed by banks. We can, there's a lot of stuff you can do and that most people don't even know about. But I can take them from X to Z. I can show them. I can't take them because again, they have to do the reps. They it's, have to do these things. It's, it's the it's the whole um, the Morpheus kind of deal. I I I am the one who can show open the door, but you're the one who has to walk through it. Correct, because because a lot of the concepts that I show people are completely different than what is mainstream. If you have a job, let's say you have a job and you have a 401k and you're matching, you know, they only match 3%, but you're putting in 10. You should only take the 3% because that's free money. The other 7%, you should be putting elsewhere. So you're not exposing yourself to future taxes because you don't know what the future tax rate will be. Just stuff like that. But like, hey, but we're told to put money into a 401k. My dad said put money into a 401k. All these things... I literally have to unwind people from pro from like social programming. You, you right? gotta unlearn. The government said you gotta unlearn. The government said this is what I'm supposed to do. I'm like, okay. <laughs> but the government's the one who takes your money. It, there it is. The government takes your money. So if I, if I'm to put my money in a situation where I pay in the taxes later, I don't know what taxes will be. What if to pay off the government's debt, which is higher? I have to, they have to raise taxes. So they just took your money and you put away at 30% and they're going to tax you at 50% when you take it out. So that's a 20% exposure you just gave yourself by doing what the government said and you didn't have to do it. And people were like, what? I was like, yes. Like there's just little things like that that people just have no idea about, right? Yeah. Or like how do I accelerate this? There's stuff you can do with debt when I had a – I own a mor- I used to part own a mortgage bank out here in Vegas. Like there's so many things – you can actually do and if you look at money as like a game what's the most efficient way to exit this game or step out of the matrix like what is the best way what's the best way to do it right so to answer to go back to your question is when someone said hey this is 
I want, what's the, what should I do? I'm like, I'm going to, this is the system I have, right? We're going to take you through a workshop. We're going to do these things. And I'm going to ask your questions as they come up. But the end goal is you're going to have to start putting money away for yourself or we're just having conversations and you're wasting my time. Yeah. Right. Essentially like you're going to, it's like the, it's like the person who say, I want to work out and they show up at the gym. Once. They talk about it. They don't ever like yeah. do the reps, right? You're now taking away from someone else's time. Not like that person's better than you, but I'm very strict with my time and who I give it to. Right. Absolutely. So it's like you have to be, you're coming to me if you actually want a result at the end. Right. Or if you have a very, very, very complex situation on the financial side, like how do I solve this? How do I, how do I build $500,000 a year tax free? What does that look like? Right. I'm like, that's not that complicated. Right. You can do that with XYZ. And they're like, okay, how come my mutual fund guy didn't know that? I'm like, because he just knows that. That each, within each discipline, there is, world class in each discipline. I don't know as much as that person does about, you know, active management or trading or whatever it is, but I can call the guy, but they would also call me in reference to this individual solution. Right. So it's just kind of being world class. But like you said, I know enough about that to do it, to make a, to have a discussion, to have a deep intellectual conversation if I needed to. Yeah. So it doesn't matter where the individual is. I put, they can be worth $100 million, $5 million. They could be 18 years old, coming out of high school, coming out of like Folsom High, you know, wherever. I'll still have the conversation. Like they're the exact same. Because what I've found is sometimes that 19, 20 year old has the same fundamental understanding as the doctor does. The doctor just makes three or four hundred, five hundred thousand dollars a year, but they spent so much time in school that they don't know. They don't know yeah. how the money works at all. That's one right. Of, There's, I, I just give it to these people. I'm like, do you not understand what is happening? No, I'm doing what I'm told to do. I just, and they just make yeah. enough to just, yeah. pay for the problems to go away. I think it's right. So I was like, damn. Yeah, because you look it's at you really look weird. at like, like even a doctor who was in school for years and years. It's interesting because you go to school for years and years to these to these big colleges or wherever you go and you learn nothing about how to truly manage your money in in any form of normal education it is few and far between that, that there is a solid like there's some a solid foundation for managing and earning with your money having your money work for you i think it's backwards and i think if we did that there would be a lot less of you know lower income communities right there'd be a lot less of this is like I think there'd be a lot less of the race issue too. There'd be a lot less of like people saying like, Oh, like whatever this, you know, this on this, these people on these people, because it's a fundamental resource thing. It's just a resource. One people has one group of people has more resources than the other and why. But I think if the institution, if we educated people, which is my job just to educate, right. So I'm, I don't care black white purple or smurf like you could be whatever it doesn't it doesn't matter it doesn't matter to me right it's i want to make sure that knowledge is there and it's that it's that fundamental lack of knowledge and is what is was what is damaged in the system so you go to school and i went to sac state graduated sac state never once did they teach me Okay, what do I do with this this information? Oh, we have like a job fair. Like so go to go to a job, but I'm still okay, I'm gonna make this money. What what is the whole purpose of this thing? How do I 
how do I finish this game? It's yeah. like, let's just, let's just stay plugged into the, the matrix, right? Like, how do I show it's like, and it, with that mindset, Parker, you're also never going to get to what's truly important is the relationships. You're, it's going to be hard to be present because you're always on this, this hamster wheel of chase and chase and chase because yeah. they've never mastered the thing that'll actually give them some freedom. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So then you're always chasing your consumer, your spending, like, and again, that can, you can, we can go all the way down the conspiracy theory hole of like why things are set up like that. And then you can say like food in bad areas, like all that stuff, like fast food, and low income communities keeps the communities not feeling good. Like there's a whole bunch of things that are all tied into that. But if I could do one thing as an impact standpoint is if I can just educate people on how to, you know, take care of their families, or at least if they can't do it themselves right now, the generation after them, like your kids will be much better off. Absolutely. Right. With, with the legacy you left. Right. So I just think it's really, really important just to be aware and at least look into the information. Well, yeah. Right? And Versus I think, just like, yeah. And I think I, I could equate that to something that, that Rodney likes to say is that, well, you have to have a system so that you can break it down. I think that in, businesses a lot of the time lack systems in in areas but especially just for person by person basis financially a lot of people just spend and they make it work they don't have a system that's repeatable to generate and um to generate and keep their in their uh, income and turn that income into wealth they don't have a system for it they're just going about their life and kind of going randomly yeah yeah and it's it's hard because what is that 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 requires discipline. It requires cutting back things that give you dopamine releases. It co- it, it 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 causes a lot of things, right? And I think the best example. I'm not saying this because I'm a meathead, but I think the best example is I equate it to like the gym. If you want your body to look a certain way, if you want to perform a certain way in athletics, you have to create a system. I'm going to wake up early. I'm going to eat these foods. I'm going to do these things. I'm going to get this result. If I don't do those things, I can't complain about me not having that performance. Yeah. If I don't do that, if I don't seek that way to better myself financially, I essentially also lose the, the ability. I don't lose it, but technically I shouldn't be complaining about why I am without, why am I in lack? If the universe keeps giving me, putting it in front of me and I'm not taking it. Yeah. Right. Um, so you can't say there's yeah. no opportunities if you've passed up on all of them. Correct. And I think a lot of people do that. A lot of people stay in like victim. And so it's, it's hard to, I never will turn someone down to work with them, but I, I, I fired many clients from just being like, wow, wow. You know, life is happening to me. Life is happening to me. And it's like, you know, if you change that sentence to life is happening for me, like yeah. you might, your whole life would turn around just it's all about mindset it's all about the way you look at things because you can go from looking at a business at your business and being stuck but with one with with one piece meeting with the right person they can totally change your mindset and then you're just going it's it's that is one thing that's crazy to me that i don't think enough people realize we aren't machines we're humans and the the way you look at the world changes everything if you just change your mindset first and get your mindset right, everything else will fall back 
into place. Everything will fall into place. But I think one of the ways you have to go about doing that is through the humans, through the network, talking to your network and finding out what is their mindset? How do they go about it? How do they look at this thing you're trying to look at and can't figure it out? Because if if I needed to learn something about how how to market a business and I'm trying to figure it out, I would call Rodney. How do you look at the marketing? How do you, how do you market your the businesses you work with? Or if I needed mm-hmm. to le- do something about finance, I could ask my dad or I could send a mes- message to to you and be like, okay, in this situation, what would you do? So then you take it, you leverage the network to get that mindset right. And once that mindset's right, the, you can do even more with the network. Yeah. You're just like skipping, you're almost skipping steps, right? It's just like, I. it's a slingshot. It's a, it's a, it's a cheat code. It's so a cheat code. It's yeah. Cheat because- code. Because instead of it being, I have to build this knowledge from the ground up. Well, now, well, you you just you just piggyback off of Andrew's knowledge and piggyback off of off of Rodney's knowledge, and next thing you know, you are at the top of the food chain in terms of yes. knowledge. And what what's cool, and I, I don't think a lot of people understand this, is everything I'm saying. I am a version of many generations of teachers prior to me, I am just regurgitating this information from different teachers, teachers on communication, teachers on psychology, teachers on financial, Stoics, Marcus Aurelius, right? Just different ways of being. I am just a product of their teachings and the their student, they were students of somebody else, right? So there's not like an original thought I have, they're all leveraging that same quote-unquote cheat code right they're like this is how they did it okay how do i accelerate so each generation prior is is taking all that knowledge and like moving it moving it forward yeah so that's when i'm that's when i'm like oh god like you'll see something on like social media i'm like we are going backwards like we have all we have this large platform you literally have every piece of information at your fingertips it's right here i just have to click a button yeah, you have to click a button. So it's it's I find it fascinating that I'm like, okay, I have this AI, like let's say chat GDP or whatever, right? GPT, yeah. I, writing, I love that that thing. It's a, I it's love a cheat it, right? Code. So I'm I'm writing a like I'm doing stuff with it. I'm not gonna like have everyone like jump on the bandwagon, but there's a lot of things you can do with it that are gonna replace hundreds of hundreds of jobs, right? I can either be studying that or I can be like using the internet to you know shake my butt around right yeah (laughs) (laughs) so so i'm just like we have every single human being who's ever lived right here in front of us all the data and i can learn anything i want and i can share it with everybody i can create so much value it's almost like it almost like frightens me. So I was like, Oh my God, it's like, it's with great power comes great responsibility. Yeah. That's how, when I sit there and I type it in and like, feel like I'm in the bat cave, like this is the light, the, the brightest my room ever gets. Like, I'm just like, Oh, like you can like create whatever you want. I'm like, how is anyone doing anything that is a waste of time right now? Like, like we, it's, yeah, it just blows my mind. So the interesting but I'm thing, weird. Yeah. No, the interesting thing is, uh, the meeting I had with Rod yesterday, that we, we, it was fully focused around leveraging chat GPT for, for businesses. And it, it's just like, it, it's, it's a cheat code. It is the biggest cheat code 
ever. You have to know how to use it, and that's a skill in itself, getting it to do what you want. Um, I guess I could put this. Um, so so the Yahoo article, I was like, okay, I want to, I want it. I, I, I asked it to give me a description of who is, who is Andrew Donegan based on the following article. And I pasted in the article and it told me all about you, all the stuff, but all like I read the That's article. That's probably what you read as my intro, bro. That, that I may or may not ha- have had it right, write an edifying thing and then just edited it a little bit, but. <laughs> I I think that's great. I think that's super useful. I, I think if someone wants to do start marketing, I think having it build a website, you know, get the product, get the information, go to them. Yeah. Hey, you look at look at your website. It's kind of dated. I'll charge you a thousand dollars to build you a new one one time. Here you go. Fucking have Chat GDP do it in I don't know forty five minutes. Right? Let's just say yeah, you're done. Right, yeah. you've edited the board. You send it back to them. That's that's lawyer. You're making forty five minutes and like a thousand dollars in forty five minutes plus the solicitation. So divide that in half, five hundred dollars an hour. Right, go on Fiverr, pick up every single contract, have ChatGPT do it. Yeah, just stuff like that. Like there's and that's that's like when I tell so when some of these people run into me and they say like this is my financial situation, this is how it goes. I'm like. There's literally infinite amount of ways to make money. Yeah, now. like it, it's, it's infinite. It, it's in, infinite. Yeah, infinite. I was like, so we how how much do you want to solve this problem? And a lot of the times, I'm just like, uh, but I'm scared. I'm like, okay. So and then we got to break through here's, that. That's here's the thing. If you're scared, people are like, I don't want to use ChatGPT because it's going to take jobs. I'm like, yeah, but if you don't use it, you're going to be the one whose job gets taken. There it is. Eat or be eaten. Yeah. Kill or be killed. Sorry. Yeah. It's just uh. the way it, it's just the way it works. <laughs> yeah. It's it's too bad. It's laws I mean, of nature. Yeah. Me and Rodney are doing some crazy things with it that I'm not gonna not not gonna talk about too much because we got yeah. Some don't big don't put your secrets out there, bro. But we got don't some big things coming. There. It's but it is it is incredible because it it eliminates a lot. It eliminates a lot of the um, the blocks that people have when they're creating a business. A lot of the things that people like don't that, that get people to stop. Boom! Like yet, like last night, I was running over some of this with my mom, and I like running over it for her businesses, and it was just like, like ever. She was like, "Oh yeah, I don't like doing this," and I'm like, "Okay, boom, here you go. I just did it for you." Well, no, I didn't. The my 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 best friend and most informational person orient person I know, also known as Mister GPT, did it for you. So, um, it's yeah. it's an inc- it's an incredible tool that um, I'm curious to see how it's leveraged. But it's also under un it's used a lot, but it's underused. It's incredible. It's relatively new though. It's a couple of months old. Yeah, it's right? co- it's only a couple months old. Yeah. So that's the thing is like you want to master that tool. Because if people say it's not the future, it is the future. You're taking all of collective knowledge, everything that's on Wikipedia, all those Wikipedia searches, everything that's on the internet, yep. and and throwing it into a thing where I can type in a question that gives me an answer. I can, I my we were downstairs and my like my friend who worked at the the mortgage bank I owned yesterday, he was like making wraps 
in the, how Drake would make them about mortgages and having chat GDP write it. And then he would post it with Drake's voice as a voiceover oh. and chat GDP also found where you could have the voiceover. I'm like, and it sounded just like Drake. I'm like, you got chat GDP, like dropping bars. I was yeah. like, what's, what's going on? Or like things like I would have it like write trading algorithms. Right. And, teach me coding in python so i could put it on like trading view or like whatever right yeah. and it knows the code yeah. i have to back test the code but i'm just like yeah i just taught myself python i, like, I, I oh, didn't right. i don't really i need to get a better understanding of python just so that i can like see like identify some of the issues with the code but i've i had i had it write me scripts for all sorts of things it's like okay i want to be able to automate this process so that when i'm doing my podcast um I don't have um, this thing that slows things down. And I got it to write me something where I wanted to track a package and I and have it send notif- text me send me text notifications when that package was delivered. I set it up. I didn't I didn't like like actually use it because I could just have Amazon send me the notification. But in t- five, ten minutes, I had something that I could have hit run on my computer. And then every five minutes, it would check the status of the package. And once it was delivered, it would text me. I did that that's in crazy. 10 minutes. I mean, that's, that's a, that's a, that is a marketable service right there. Yeah. It was crazy. Not everyone, here's the thing. Not everyone will take the time to go do that for themselves. So you've got to give it to them. Yeah, exactly. Right? Not, not everyone will use the resource. Some people just want to be led to water. That's it. Yeah, exactly. So just fill the need. There it is. Done. Hire a bunch of VAs. Do it. Right. It's just like like there's for me. I'm like there's so many things I can do with it that it's like overwhelming. I mean, oh, yeah. I gotta pick one or two. That it, just, it's hard to narrow it down because that thing can do anything. But um, I've got I've got a lot of things that I'm planning with with the AI to really do a lot of incredible things. It's going to be great. I want to see if we can make deep fakes with it. That'd be cool. You, so you can't make deep fakes with it because it's just text generation. Um, but there no, are, but like, a, hey, you could, you could make like what I mean. Like I can obviously you couldn't do the face portion, but you can, I make it reconstruct or show me a locations where I can, relay an audio write something let's say i want you know write chat gdp write a speech that andrew would give about this topic enter it would write me the speech right so i will tell you this um that is something i'm working on with rodney i'm working on how to get it to leverage um um an input of someone's vocal style and i'm trying and so i'm gonna start having it write scripts in my in how i talk so then it's no longer a generic, hi, I'm Parker, and this is whatever. It's it's me. It's me yeah. talking, and I and it's gonna be great. It's gonna be crazy. It's gonna be like very hard to be to distinguish the oh, real yeah. you and the AI you. Oh yeah. No, I mean I, I will I will so I will have the, the AI write scripts, I will shoot the videos. Um, I, I would not leave that up to the AI because I want it to be me talking, but you wouldn't know. You wouldn't know if it was a script I wrote or something I'm just saying yeah, so or you the have, AI. So 
I have a, there's an app I'll send to you after that does that. Yeah. Yeah. So it, you, it'll give you a whole topic and then you read it and then it'll, I think it's chat GTP based too, but I'm not sure. Yeah. And then as you're talking, it does word overlay as what you're talking automatically. Interesting. So I'll send it to you. It's really, yeah. really cool. Take it, it, makes it, it makes it like super easy for like something you got to sit there and like create content. I'm like, bro, I have to send off these emails, do these things. I don't want to sit here for an hour. I want to headbutt a knife, dude. I don't want to do this right now. Right. So <laughs> it'll make it really easy for me to just, it, I'll read what it says. And then it's my original idea, but just articulated in a different way. And then it'll automatically put the lines on the screen of what I'm saying. And so it's really engaging for an audience. And then you can change the colors and make it all fun and fancy. Oh, are you talking about um cap the captions app? Captions app, dude. Yeah, that's that's just captions based on what so I, I use I, I haven't used the script writing capabilities of captions. I, I use, use the script writing, it's bomb. So it's so bomb. I, I have it up I have it up right here. Um Okay. I, I haven't used the script writing. I, I, I've i used it for clips from my podcast. I run it through that for the subtitles. Um, yeah. But I, I, I got to play around with that because I just hadn't I hadn't um, gone into it. Uh, I'm just curious about what that's like. Because it, it, it was almost as good as the chat GDP's ones. So. I, it, it is most definitely leveraging some chat GPT or something. Same thing. Like. I think it's, it's leveraging the same thing. Yeah, it's just using the chat GPT API to do it. Now, this would be the thing. Like, how would we get make an app where it's like ChatGDP, but it's an app? So it's essentially something I type it into. It would connect to that website, type in the response to the website, and beam it back to. Done. I I already had um, I had the AI write a Python program that did that. So then, what's the program? You just click on it in your computer, and it just it's it's essentially ChatGDP with a mask on it. I, I, I could literally, I, I didn't actually like execute the app or anything, but you could easily build out an application within a, within a, like I, I could build it out to my phone and then I could have a, a, an app that did that. Um, that's, yeah, it's not, it's not that difficult. That's why there's an API, but you know what I got it to do? I got it to feed me back. So I got it to, there, there's a bunch of cool things you can do, but, but I got it to talk to me like it was Gary V. I got it to give me inf- advice Gary V would give about marketing. It's, and did you write that app through the app? No, I was not using that, the app I made um, using it, but I was, I was using trickery, some input trickery to get it to write to me like that. And I was able to get it to, you know how ChatGBT will just generate something with a period at the end? I got it to have the AI ask questions to to dial in exactly what I wanted from it. And then it gave me mm. the best answer, one of the best answers I've ever gotten from it. So the AI was refining an AI's answer. Uh yes. Yes. To that's a degree. Kind of, that's, that's deep. Yeah. That's like an AI square. You have like an AI squared situation. So then that's oh my that's wait, like a check I just realized something. I could set up a conversation between one one window of chat gpt and the other window of chat gpt and where would the conversation go i could yeah, set one of them wait i could okay I, which one okay i could have one of them be like one celebrity and the other be another 
and then they're just talking about what they're doing. And now you have like Donald Trump talking to uh talking to just like, do, like the political group, just do like Joe Biden, Donald Trump, or Rick or DeSantis. I don't know. I, I don't I don't think uh, Joe Biden talks clear enough for the AI to know what he's saying. I'm dreaming, dude. <laughs> <laughs> no, but um but you can have like, like dot dot dot. Yes, yes. Uh, you know, you know, that, that thing that I was just, yeah, no, but, um, you could have it, um, have Donald Trump be talking to Vladimir Putin about the, uh, the, the local ice cream truck. Like, oh my God, like that, that would be, be really cool as a feedback loop. You'd have this infinite, like. That's a scary uh, how far down loop. that rabbit? But how far if you're talking about like a real serious issue? How far does the rabbit hole go? And is it like the Simpsons where it's going to like predict like what it's going to say? You know what I mean? Like uh, oh, that like, would be interesting know. to run it like like set up the feedback loop and run it for 24 hours, and then come back after 24 hours and see what it comes up with. Yeah. That would, be that would also incredible. be scary to see the intelligence level. Does it recognize that it's talking to itself? It might because at one, sometimes it, it's its responses will say something about "I am an op a blah 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 model," you know, uh, a a a trained text generating model. But uh, I don't know that that's that's why we would run the experiment. That would be something. That's an experiment I should run. That would be really interesting. Yeah. And does one then you say okay? Does it recognize that I am on this running through this IP? Does that mean I'm a different entity, or am I running through another IP? Is that a different entity? So kind of create the feedback loop. Is it like a different AI if it's a different IP? Will it still continue the dialogue? Man, oh man, <laughs> this is. <laughs> I'm what? telling you, like this is. I'll sit there in the middle of the night, and I'm thinking, just like, oh my god, this is like Terminator. This is about yeah. to happen in front of me. Like, so when I, like, when 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 the ChatGPT first released, I was up till like four a three four a.m. just getting it to do stuff, and my mind exploding. It, but you know, it's crazy. We're also teaching it each time we do it. So so I'm. So here's the interesting thing. This AI is not learning anything at the current moment. They have paused Thank all God. learning um, because it, it was trained in early 2021. That's why some or mid to late sometime in 2021. That's why some information is out of date, because if it was actively learning then and the, the public could affect it, that could be pretty terrible. Um, so they they do take the data. I would assume they take the data from this and feed it into GPT-4. Because this is Chat GPT is based on GPT three, um, and um, feed it into GPT four. But they, if they, like they, they, they locked it out from getting smarter and changing things because it, it. There's just incredible. They, they have training wheels on the AI right now. It has That's training horrifying. wheels. It's. That's what shivers up my spine. I've watched Terminator too many times. I'm such a sci-fi nut that I understand <laughs> that. Like, I'm not scared of aliens. I'd be scared of us creating fucking aliens. You know what I mean? Like, I would yeah. be scared of us creating a thing that just knows everything I've ever done my whole entire life just by looking at me, scans my face. Just like, this is 
all your misdoings, Andrew. There's a picture of you of 15, you know, blacked out at Tahoe somewhere. Like, so here, that's here's, like, here's the crazy thing. So, if you wanted to, you could feed a facial recognition thing in, in and and you could feed facial recognition into an application that also that can go through the police database or or a database of to find of Facebook to find pictures, then use the pictures that it finds on Facebook for the face ID. Use the face ID to, with your name to search police records, and then sir, and then if it finds one that says it's you, then reference that with the mugshot to see if it's actually you. And then take that, and you leverage that into ChatGBT to write something about all the wrongdoings you've done, or how to get out of it. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be better. What if it can? What if it can write you letters that a, le- a lawyer would write? Oh, what if it can. can pass the bar. I had it write a contract. And, Okay, there goes contract law. Those are expensive, dude. What if you can build the app and upload all different kinds of contracts that chat GDP in there and you can have an individual go on the app, selectively buy it without paying for a lawyer? And it's pre-done. You just edit what you need. Ab- absolutely. But what I would do, so what I was, what I think is y- you could have chat GPT write something for you, like a contract. But if it's some big, big, important contract that has a bunch of like contingencies and stuff, have your lawyer look at it. You have yeah. your lawyer look at it, but guess what? Instead of paying your lawyer for five hours of their time to write it, you pay them for one hour of their time to revise it, and now you yep, just I'm saved a ton of money. I'm aware. I'm I'm going in through that right now. I I wish I would have done it. <laughs> I wish I would have done that. Yeah. Um, but I wasn't like, oh hey, let's just have this AI write this contract. I was deaf. I was in the I was in the sauce, so I was like. Mm. Didn't even think about that, but when you slow down and get present, I'm like, Frank, I could have had an AI do this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I'm, I got a, I got another call here at one fifteen, right? So I got, I got about five minutes. All right. Um, but I would, I would love to like continue this. I'd love for us to take some time and see what we do in the, the AI world and yeah. like have a full open let's, conversation about that. Like yeah. Let's connect. Some, let's connect sometime. Um, I, I'm available. A, like my, my, I have, I'm, I just, my, my Wednesdays are the only day that's usually completely full. Um, that's the one day, but besides that I'm pretty open. So just, yeah, let dude, me we'll know. Do it. I, I really, I really, I really enjoyed this man. And I, I, I love, I love your energy about it. I love what you've done and like you're brilliant, right? Just the fact that you're sitting there and like opening up Python and doing the, the different coding. I'm like, that's, that's the same level. Like I'm going to say this and as the highest honor. I'm like, that's the same level nerd I was when I was like in, in school. Like I was breaking into the <laughs> hacking, the, breaking hacking into the computer. The, Hacking the computers, yep. like I changed the start the start sign. So every every racks, time so. I've ever been like enrolled in a, in a school, like right now I'm homeschooled. So, um, yeah. but but when when I when I was like actively at a school, my whole thing was I'd go into the library computer and I I didn't I didn't really know what I was doing, but I would fidget with it and and a couple of times I got it out of its locked down system and into the main OS. But it's like. Like that kind of stuff's See, incredibly we, fun. I would change the start button to like a T Rex or a picture of a penis. <laughs> you know, <laughs> True, truly and just chaos. And there's, and there's no way to like to get rid of it unless you go in there and like change the code, right? So it'd be like a pixel dick. 
like or i would put <laughs> oh my god i would i would put open proxies on all the computers at school they can't get can't this was 20 years ago get me in trouble you know so and i would play like halo combat evolve the first one on the library computer right oh, <laughs> oh that's amazing and it's i'm just like what can they do like how can you i could go to any website i could do whatever i want i had a little usb drive i'd like stick into the computer and just like bleep, and just open it all up oh that's amazing so, yeah or i would be doing the same thing with like the first original i this is when i was like how old are you right now i'm 15 same literally same age we were doing the same stuff so the first <laughs> you just have way more computing power than i did right uh, yeah. so i'd have like the original at&t iphone when it first came out when i was 15 and you would jailbreak them oh oh and so dude, could... dude i jailbroke my iphone 8 a couple of years ago i then i then i updated it to the new os because it had some features i wanted but i did jailbreak it and i customized the animations it was so cool everything so cool but you could also make it so it was open to other networks so then it was AT&T exclusive. I could sell for like $1,000 to some kid on like T-Mobile. I was like hustling. I was like, yes, let's do this. Like I'll make it a business, right? And so yeah. I was doing stuff like that. So instead of like being reckless with like drug use or anything, I was just nerding out. Like I was like, all right, how oh, yeah. do I change my grades on the computer? Like like whatever. Yeah, I love nerding. Out. I, I, lo- I love nerding out. It's it, it just it's always it's about what you nerd out on. I mean, I, I I dive into all sorts of things. Like I love going down rabbit holes randomly. We just did. We yeah. just we just did. And so I was like, oh, I like this, right? Because that's that stuff really gets that really gets my juices going. I was like, like we have so much opportunity. Then we're like, oh, but we can also create a monster, right? <laughs> it's just like the balance of like order and chaos we're walking down with yeah. this AI right now is just like. You know, it's yeah. pretty cool. Yeah, thank but I, bro, I, I really appreciate it. Um, I'm gonna yeah. I'm gonna jump off. Yeah, thank you so um, much for coming on the on the podcast. This. I really enjoyed this, and I would love to do this again if you'd allow me to. Yeah, absolutely. Let's yeah, let's right. do it again sometime. All right, thank you guys at home for watching. I'm Parker Imerell. I've been talking to Andrew Donegan, and this has been the Conversation Station. Mm-hmm.